Last year, I used to have a running joke with uh, many of your peers in, in this space to basically ask them if they sleep well at night. Because the truth is, I guess this post-pandemic recovery has been taking a little bit longer than what we anticipated, despite the sweet spots. So given the uh, feedback you got from the PwC CEO Outlook report, would you say CEOs are sleeping well this year with the 2024 concerts? <laughs> no, certainly even going through the day is difficult because one of the things that you have to look for positive things to say. And I think there was um, uh, even, you know, in our survey last year, we're highlighting some of these issues. And I think part of it now that we are seeing is that these things are not changing. And I think the, the conversation we just had is particularly a good sign uh, of where we are and it highlights exactly some of the issues that um, we've talked about. And one of the things is as we look to uh, into the new year, do we see that those things changing and these fields are reflecting that they actually are very concerned that we are actually not making the progress that um, we should be making. And I think that's the main concern because then it suggests that we're probably going to be at the same place if not um, a little bit deteriorated uh, from last year. Mm. And this is quite concerning, right? There's a wonderful table uh, that had macroeconomic forecasts uh, for January 2024 uh, and and looking at the baseline scenario and the probability weighted average. And what does concern me here is uh, real GDP growth and expectations, not only for this year, but into 2025, which still sit at about, what, 1%? Uh, And of course, inflationary pressures, which don't look as though they're going to dissipate. So, you know, Google, remember last year um, when we were second quarter growth, we were very um, excited because we thought we had seen our economic growth, but actually what we're seeing um, was actually a negative sign of some of the things that are happening in the economy. So, for example, we saw investment growing, but it turned out actually that that investment was inventories in the mining sector that were piling up because they could not move um, those inventories, so they were producing and not moving those things because of logistical issues. Mm-hmm. We also saw investment, and we thought that was fixed investment, which was actually people buying um, so- solar panels and other alternative energy um, investment. Um, which we know, of course, detracts from other investment that they might be doing because they're trying to make up for the energy shortages. And that suggested, um, and we were very happy about that, but then, and then, of course, in the second quarter, that reversed because obviously people had done that. And we now know that actually some of the issues that are in the economy are actually um, creating um, you know, some false indicators, but also at the same time suggesting um, that we are not moving forward. And I think part of the issue then that we are very concerned about is that slow pace of reform, is the, you know, is the other issues of logistics, energy, mm. political uh, situations that we are actually facing the risks um, that are emerging. And so there's a myriad of issues that are still in the system that um, reflected last year um, and that are likely, um, especially because, of course, this year in South Africa we're facing an election. Um, and that period usually... It needs to slower, you know, active um, uh, government performance, especially in that second quarter where there's going to be very intense um, uh, political activity. 100%. And what's, I guess, concerning for many businesses is that these are exogenous factors, right? They can't control the fiscal outcome or monetary policy inputs uh, that we have, or even the thorough implementation of uh, economic policies like uh, Operation Vulinglela. Uh, I can imagine that this does form part of the kind of conversations that business leaders do have with government. But have we seen that there's been any favorable outcome to these uh, collaborative efforts and partnerships? Um, 
<laughs> well, yes, I mean, at least in terms of discussions, and I think, you know, your previous caller, I mean, your, 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 uh, the Minerals Council, talking about some of the collaboration um, that has happened, that um, at least has had uh, the effect of holding back maybe further crisis. But really, um, the thing about, um, you know, what our clients are telling us, uh, we had a meeting, for example, with the CEO um, of one of the industries, and he was um, asking us, you know, that the municipal clients were developing strategy all the time, uh, and they support them in some of those strategies, and they're very, very concerned because they say, look, we are here, we've invested, uh, and we don't want to change, but these are the factors that are affecting us. Of course, cost of capital, mm. uh, the dynamics that we have in infrastructure, uh, of course, government fiscal issues will also be part of that because obviously government is still, as we know, a big part of the you know of the of, of consumption in the economy. But we know that also they face uh, the government face serious headwinds. I mean, I think what we're hearing now from the mining uh, sector, which is a, as you know, is an important contributor to the fiscal, with you know, with softening commodity prices, some of the issues that they continue to have on logistics, the energy issues, mean that they are not likely. Um, to do very well, but that that then will actually have uh, an impact on our fiscal issues, which then themselves already exacerbated. So there's all of these things that are in the uh, in the horizon that are of great concern to CEOs, and they are concerned about um, as you know performance in their businesses. They've done a lot. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the CEOs have done a lot to restructure their businesses uh, to make sure that they're much more nimble. But they've got, you know they've managed costs and they've done all of that. But where the issue now is actually managing revenue lines, it's one thing to deal, to deal with costs, but, and those are, you know, have been affected. But to try um, and actually deal with revenue and performance, and in this kind of economy, that's very, very difficult. Very true. Uh, we've touched on two aspects that were listed in this particular report, the macroeconomic volatility as, and I guess supply chain, uh, typically hit by uh, international uh, conflict. Uh, but I'm keen to understand there's uh, two other themes that uh, are highlighted as a concern, and that's access to health care. Uh, talk to us about that one. Uh, one wouldn't assume that typically CEOs would be concerned about this factor. <laughs> I think that's, um, that's important um, in the sense that uh, of course, um, healthcare, uh, and this is usually, especially in the uh, in um, in emerging countries, but also in in in, in larger countries. You know, the problem, for example, in the UK around the NH um, uh, the NHS, which has um, had its own challenges for quite some time. There's certainly, um, we know that the US, in particular, with um, the privatization of healthcare and people cons- um, and their you know constraints there. We have constraints um, in the rest of the housing markets. We certainly know the problems we have in the healthcare in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And that has particular consequences, of course, um, for, for employees, uh, for society, with the connection between um, access to healthcare and actually performance uh, of labor is an important one. And so certainly there is um, a big concern because also the costs of healthcare have been increasing um, for various reasons. And that's something that's just um, of serious concern because um, of the of the inflation phenomenon that we've seen around the world, so the access to healthcare is a critical one because it actually does have consequences for business performance, um, and that's something that should be considered because of all the issues. Hundred percent. Another aspect that you highlight uh, again has to be struggling public institutions, which I guess in South Africa is certainly linked to the post office, Transnet, uh, and of course ESCOM. But I'm I'm also keen to to understand, um, coupled with the concerns that have been highlighted here by the CEO's report, uh, are, are there any new nuances that might differ from any other year? Uh, and I only ask this because we're well aware that we are in an election year. Yeah, 
Yes. Um, you know, one of the things maybe that um, is interesting about being in an election year is probably also the positive uh, impact that tends to have when governments um, are trying. And this is something that we've been hoping would happen. And so that if you see, um, usually because government wants to perform better so that actually you can win elections, they tend to increase investment, increase mm-hmm. spending, um, without in South Africa, this means, unlike other countries, we haven't had uh, fiscal slippages as they try to do that. But at least what you expect or you hope for is that that new drive of actually trying to, you know, to deliver outcomes has an, import, uh, uh, an, uh, an important impetus uh, into government performance that can, of course, uh, lift economic performance. Um, but yeah, we have not yet seen that, and that's something of uh, concern, because that would have been something that um, would have been very positive, and that's something that would have been expected, that actually you gain uh, in an election year because um, government do better in trying to impress uh, the electorate. Sure. But it's not something that we have actually seen in South Africa at this, at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, actually, um, we may have seen um, uh, less improved performance as we wait for the for the, for the pace of, of reform. Um, but what is positive is that we are seeing those reforms. I think we've seen um, the report from Operation Vulin um, Vena mm-hmm. suggesting that you know they've, they've undertaken many of these reforms. Um, that are important. But those are only at the policy level. Those are only at the structural level. They're not actually at the performance level. And that is something that perhaps, as it comes through, will help us uh, and be a little bit more positive in terms of, 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 of performance. I mean, you know, for example, what we are seeing at uh, the ESCOM reforms that we are seeing are still very much around, you know, breaking up ESCOM, doing all of this restructuring work. But whether or not we are ending load sharing, that's another thing altogether. Yeah. Whether we are investing in new capacity and new energy resources that are going to come um, through fast enough, that's another question altogether. 100%. Well, we'll have more of these questions and hopefully find the answers <laughs> with you and our peers and colleagues in the industry. <laughs> Always a pleasure speaking to you, sir. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.